This is Stefan Cocking, producer of The Mole Man Show, and for some reason, you are listening to this boner-taming goblin farmer, I mean Adam Higgins, on the Surprise Motherfucker Network. This week on episode 95 of the Audetta Podcast, I'm continuing my series on the Sunshine Summit guests with the podcasting couch and a double shot from Lindsay and Perry Johnson of Hello Life WTF and the pod stuff. In the news, everything just seemed to come up, either sex or death, whether it's fake death, real death, ironic death, weird stuff going on after death. It, I don't know why themes happen, they just happen to me. And of course, more of my random ramblings and storytelling and BS. So, let's get on with the show. Evening on that old podcast in five... Four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Odd Data Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, as always, the awkwardly delightful Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. And if you are new to the show, thank you. So here's what I do here. I share some random stories and, and crap that's going on in my my brain. I make fun of some weird news stuff, and I wrap it all up by telling you about some pod... In this case, podcasts that I think you need to check out, because I just can't do one thing. I've got to share lots of stuff in, in, in every show. You're welcome. <laughs> So, how are you? Why do I always ask that? Nobody responds. <laughs> it's not like, I think if I just started hearing responses through my headphones, I'd, I'd probably freak out more than a little bit. But <laughs> I don't know how to how to transition. That's my problem. I, I just don't know how to come off of, here's the show general description and... Q story. Now, I, I'm terrible at that. So it just turned into, hello, hi, how are you? I'm fine. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> so this week I was kind of reminded of, I kind of had one of those moments. And you could almost say it was like one of those, the Fifty Shades story from last week kind of reminded me of this. And then a little experience with my wife over the weekend kind of reminded me of this. And no, and okay, there's all the title and a lot of stuff could maybe lead. I'm not going to be talking about my sex life because I'm pretty sure it would become non-existent if I were to do that. But I am going to, I'm going to discuss something that I think just about every married couple actually probably at one time either tries or experiments or considers because you see this shit all the time in movies and TV shows and and whatever type of, of, of visual entertainment. Hell, maybe audio dramas. I don't know of audio dramas to talk about. about uh, okay, I'm sure there's a lot of audio dramas to talk about sexy time. But, and romantic stuff and, and all the romance novels and whatnot. But, um... So, rewinding, after that big, long, rambly, 
almost kind of a disclaimer. If you don't want to hear about something you've probably thought about already, if you're in a relationship or not, whatever, uh, that's your warning. But, so, uh, we're just hanging out over the weekend, and my wife was like, hey, come back to the bedroom with me. I'm going to take a shower. I'm like, is this supposed to be code for something? <laughs> because, you know, as a guy, your brain's going to immediately go to, you know, I want you to take a shower with me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, you know, and, and you see that shit all the time in movies and in, in like TV shows or they probably do it a lot in, in soap operas. I don't know. Everything is hazy in, in soap operas. I don't know if it's steam, if everybody's perpetually in showers. I don't know. But <laughs> uh, it, it's funny because my brain is like, I, I'm being married for almost nine years now. I know if she says something like that, that is absolutely not what it means. <laughs> my wife is subtle be to a point where I'm, it's not even mixed messages. It's the message is gone. I missed the message because she does not know how to, she's too subtle. <laughs> so if she says something that's incredibly overt like that, I know it's literal. It's like, Hey, come with me back to the bedroom. I'm going to take a shower, which is in in her language is basically, I'm going to go take a shower. I want you to be here so I can talk to you while I'm in the shower. <laughs> or I want you waiting out here instead of out there and, and, you know, enjoying yourself watching a movie or something. I want you back here where there's no entertainment while I'm taking a shower. Something like that. But I'm not going to lie. The, uh, the, the thought had crossed my mind of, you know, ah, ooh, like we could have like, you know, that romantic shower together thing going like they do in movies and, and TV and, and stuff all the time. And you always see those, those scenes in movies and stuff where you have that big romantic thing where they're taking a shower together and, and, and anybody, and I'm, and that's why I said, you know, this, you've had this experience. If you are married for any decent amount of time or in any like long term relationship, seriously, where you're living together, You've had this experience. You've tried it. You've tried to do the sexy shower bit. And not even saying you've tried to do stuff in the shower. I'm just saying you've tried to do that that sexy, we're going to take a shower together and be together. And ooh, you're gonna, you've, you've tried it. And very quickly you've realized that shit only works in movies. <laughs> And that's one of those things where you see it happen and you think it's a great idea because you see it in the movie and it's so romantic and it's so, and it's, it's, it's alluring and what other, and other, you know, fancy words for where it, it's getting people all riled up and you see that on screen and then you go and that's, that's that you're getting some date right there. Usually you just go out and you see that movie when that scene's in it and she gets all fired up because it's really romantic and sexy and then you you know you've probably polished off a few bottles of wine at dinner and you go home and that's that's that big romantic sexy date or, or if you're in my case you're married and it's a night in we don't really watch those kinds of movies really just saying but in, we've seen them everybody's seen them anyway but yeah, you see those sort of scenes and they're really like 
they're great saints. They're super hot and sexy and all this stuff going on. And, and all this romance and it doesn't work. <laughs> and then you just think, Hey, we're going to try this. And immediately you realize real showers are not built to accommodate two people. And I'm not even talking about like, okay, most people in the, in, I'm going to say in America, I don't know other countries, how their bathrooms and their, their shower bath facility situation is. I know it's different in different places. I'm not going to make assumptions, but your standard American household combination bath shower assembly. You have a bathtub, the shower, it's all one combo unit. It saves space. Most bathrooms in American homes are relatively small. Absolutely, this is not going to hold two people. <laughs> it barely holds two small children if they're having a bath together. So, two grown adults trying to take a shower in a normal way. Just trying to take a shower like, hey, we're going to conserve water. Or, hey, let me jump in the shower with you real quick. That's a pain in the ass. <laughs> trying to be romantic about it? That shit ain't happening. <laughs> You're like squishing past each other and like shoving past and trying not to step on each other's feet. Someone's trying to rinse the soap out of their eyes before they go blind. The other one's standing out of the water, completely freezing to death. And, and it's just, it's a mess. <laughs> Never, never mind the fact that for whatever reason, women have this like insane, ungodly lava level tolerance for hot water that just baffles me because part of the reason that my wife and I do not do the romantic shower time is because I'm okay with hot water. My wife wants to turn into a lobster. <laughs> she will come out of the shower so red from the, the hot water in the shower that I, I'm, I'm concerned for her safety. And, and I can't get in that. <laughs> I don't know if it just has to do with the assembly of female biology and certain parts are in different places, but I know guy junk cannot handle the hot water turned all the way up. <laughs> you start getting sensitive, and you start turning away from the hot water, <laughs> or in some cases, using your wife as a human shield. It's... I don't... Ah, I, I... Okay... I know from experience, this is my wife, and I've seen, like, memes where this is the case. Are all women just that super, like, hyper, like, desensitized to hot water? Ladies, tell me. I know there's some of you out there. Can Do y'all all take these super lava showers? Is it is it actually a secret trick to keep your husbands or boyfriends or whoever from climbing in the shower with you? Because that's your private time. You know, you're going to sit in there and relax in the in the... In the bubbles with your 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 sweet smelling body washes and and your herbal essences shampoos and 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 just and have your alone time and so you turn the water all up to eleven to make sure that if he even considers stepping into that shower he's gonna 
have second degree burns over all of the most important parts of his body? Is this, this is the plan. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm working my way through this. This is actually the plan. I think that's it. And, and I, and I get through all this story because I, again, I was sitting there thinking like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just jump in the shower with her. Not even like trying to be naughty about it, but she's in the shower and I'm like, I need to take a shower too. Oh, save the hot water because we're, you know, because my wife is going to use all the fucking hot water because she's just going to turn it all the way up. There'll be like two minutes of hot water for me by the time I get in there. And that's just about enough to wet my hair. <laughs> and so I, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and just jump in the shower with her. And I just, and I just, you know, I'm getting ready. I'm not completely undressed. You know, I've, I've like taken my hair down, I've got my shirt off, and I go in and I just briefly reach into the shower and feel the water and I'm like, nope. And I go lay down on the bed and wait. <laughs> and she just peeks her head out and she's like, what was that about? I was like, I was going to take a shower. And then I felt the water. I'll wait. <laughs> yeah. It's just, no, it's a trap. It's a trap. The ladies set the trap. They you know, they want their, their shower time for themselves. That's the thing. And again, it doesn't work. Sexy shower time doesn't work. It's a myth. <laughs> Trying to be romantic in the shower. It gets awkward. Trying to... If you were so adventurous, if you are out there and you want to take this to the next level... And you, you ever consider like the big romantic, maybe the little more than romantic movies? Yeah, those kind of movies where they're, they're not just being romantic in the shower and they're, they're, they're getting down to business in the shower. You ever notice how the showers in those sort of scenes could probably seat 20? That's how much space you need. <laughs> A normal human shower can't accommodate that don't try never mind shower floors are slippery somebody's going to get hurt so do not do your business in the shower for your safety and everybody else's this has been a public service announcement from the odd that out podcast anyway yeah i don't know i'm sure if Rihanna listens to this, she's going to want to hit me. But I, I, that's why the big, like, forewarning of, I'm not going to talk about my sex life. And I feel like this is one of those situations where I think everybody's tried it or done it or thought about it. Really. You hear about it all the time. Again, you see it in movies and TV and all this crap. People, people having their romantic shower time together. I remember the bit in that movie Captain Ron with a Martin Short. And, and Kurt Russell and the husband and wife, they're like on the boat and they go and they're going to have sexy shower time and ha ha. And then they get locked in the shower <laughs> and then the, the, the handle breaks off of the shower and they can't turn the water off. And because it's on a boat, it's a, it's a watertight shower door and the water just keeps coming up <laughs> and they almost drown in the shower. <laughs> That's a pretty close representation of how that might go. Or even, you know what, and, and forgive me, 
for knowing this reference. There was an episode of Sex in the City. Yes, I know. You can shake your head at me. There was an episode of Sex in the City where Carrie and Aiden uh like moved in together and like he jumped like she's taking a shower and he needed to get and he was like I got to go and he jumps in the shower with her really quick so he can take a quick shower. That's about it. If you've ever seen that scene, the just awkward, ah, ah, hold on. It's like stepping on my foot. Ah, hold on. You're in my, don't pull my hair. All, whatever. All that awkwardiness. The, you're just two people crammed into a very tight space with water falling on you. That's what it is. <laughs> That's reality. That's like the only time I've seen in like any sort of, of entertainment field where they express the reality of that situation. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, and for when I think about that, that's that scene. That's it. That's that defines that. Minus the uh, the uh, the trap of of scalding uh, body parts. But that's yeah. That was probably the most uh, realistically depicted romantic shower scene ever. <laughs> but enough about the sexy shower time. I'm going to get some more coffee. I'm going to play some podcast promos. And I will be right back with some oddly morbid news. Hello, my friends. We are the Who Spiked the Puns podcast. My name is Bradley J, and I'm here with Nico. Hello, guys. And Fuzzy Dan. Hello. And we are a pun podcast. We watch two movies a week. You go. Two movies. <laughs> How about you go? We watch two movies every week that have absolutely nothing to do with each other except for the fact that they have a, a tenuous link in their titles. Dan, if you'd like to give us an example, perhaps. Uh, we recently did an episode of John Wickerman. John Wickerman. We did 10 Things I Hate About U-Turn. And our upcoming episode t- to be recorded tomorrow, The Evil Deadpool. We discuss each of these movies individually, and then we do what we like to call the mashup, and that what these movies might stylistically look like if they were had crossover characters or plots or scenarios, etc. Exactly. And this is all fueled by our rage and um, lots of drinks. Uh, we have drinking rules, so you can drink along at home. Or in the office, or wherever you listen to your podcast. <laughs> On the bus. <laughs> Driving to work. <laughs> Brown bagging it in public transport, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we, we give uh, we give shot penalties for particularly good puns. We give shot penalties for particularly bad puns. <laughs> and lots of high fives thrown around, so, you know, it's all good. You can find us on iTunes, and you can find us on all your other podcast catches, Stitcher Radio, etc. You can also stream us right from our website, which is whospikethepuns.com. We hope you check it out. Hope to see you out there in podcast land. Enjoy! Stay cool till later. <laughs> hey everyone, I am Perry Johnson. I am Lindsay Johnson. We host Hello Live WTF, a weekly podcast where we discuss relationships, parenting, marriage, death, life, uh, health, and all the WTF that comes with it. And we have a very blunt opinion about things. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. And Stitcher. And SoundCloud. Uh, Podknife. And of course. We'd love to get to know you better, so join us on Facebook or Twitter at HelloLifeWTF. And remember, you, you decide, decide what, what the F, F is for. for. Starting off this week, I'm, I've kind of avoided this story for a little while, but the fact that it's gone on this long, I, I just kind of had to, to mention it, and it kind of fits the death theme. 
Uh, the fact that the theme of this week's news is death is kind of messed up, but whatever. Drug suspect on nearly 40-day poop strike may die. So, here's the deal. Um, this guy was being chased by police. He was being chased for, by police for failure to stop when they flashed their lights. So, literally, this guy probably could have been pulled over for a broken taillight, and he ran. And so, they chased him, because, you know, when you run from the cops, they're going to chase you, because why are you running? Well, as he was running from the cops, they see him shoving something into his mouth. He says it was fried chicken. They're saying it was drugs. And they're saying he scarfed a notable amount of crack cocaine and heroin. So, naturally, in order to prove that, they need the evidence. They need him to pass the evidence. So, they need him to poop out the evidence. <laughs> he has been on a, a poop strike. He's been under 24-hour surveillance. Not like there's a camera up there. Like, there's two guards watching him 24 hours a day until he poops so that they can get the evidence. It's been over 40 days now. And as far as the time of the, I'm recording this, it's, it's been over 40 days and it still hasn't stopped. And there were even some people that were like doctors that were saying, at, I think they said the old record for forcibly non-defecation or whatever you want to call it. Uh, basically, holding out for that long was like 33 days. And yeah, I can only imagine what 40 days of holding it in. And he's still eating. That's the thing. And there were there were some reports that were saying, "Oh, he's he's a, like going on a hunger strike. He's avoiding eating solid foods so that he won't go." It's like, apparently no. He's been eating, and he's been drinking water and all this stuff. But he has not uh, voided his bowels in forty days, and basically the the compacted backup of of matter into his his digestive system could kill him because that's not supposed to stay in your system. It could get uh, sepsis and I'm, I'm not, I'm just talking out of my ass. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean that one, but yeah, I'm just like, there's, I mean, there's so many things that could go wrong. He could rupture a bowel. He could, he could just back up so far that it starts getting into, into or like backing up into a small intestine and, and causing trouble there leading to more infections and things, you know, I said, if he just holds out, it's bad for your system in general to be so compacted. People die from that and he could die from that. And they're saying, yeah, we don't, we're not needing the drugs for the charge, but it would sure help. (laughs) They really want to get like, they want the evidence they want. It's like, and you have to assume that this guy, it was drugs because there's no reason to hold out. So, I, ah, uh, ow, for one, I can only, I can't even imagine. I was going to say I could only imagine. I can't even imagine how painful this has to be for this guy. A, he's in prison eating prison food. 
with guys watching him 24 hours a day to see if he poops. But not going for over a month now has got to just be horrendously painful. You know, I know when I'm just, you know, lactose intolerant indigestion-y can be painful. Having a month of built-up crap in my system would just be unbearable, and I have a damn high tolerance for pain. Then again, all of the heroin and crack this guy ate may just have him completely numb. <laughs> I'm assuming they were like in bags too, so maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's he ate all those plastic bags and it like stopped him up like a bear. <laughs> you know, bear eats hair and grass and crap and it gets a butt plug. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's that's what happened. He ate all those bags of coke and heroin and it just stopped him up. It's not his fault. He's not doing it on purpose. It's all the plastic baggies. Uh, <laughs> all right. Moving on from might die to faking it. Or at least faking sick. A man fakes sick to get a ride from an ambulance. So yeah, this guy pretended to be sick because he wanted to visit his friend in the hospital and he didn't have a ride. So yeah, he just pretends he's sick, calls the ambulance, ambulance gives him a ride to the hospital and then he says, oh, I'm not actually sick, I'm just here to visit my friend. Yeah, he had reduced sensation in his legs and I don't, it's like, uh, fucking walk it off, you're, you know, sitting funny, I don't know, who needs a... Okay, I won't be that insensitive. Who needs an ambulance just because your legs are tingly? I live near a billion fucking old people, so I, I I can't say that. I'm sure there are people. Hell, I'm sure my next door neighbors, if they had tingly legs, they'd call an ambulance. So I can't necessarily say that. But I'm curious because the article doesn't mention if he is going to be in trouble. And I know if you did that shit, it, it, and it, this is this happened in England, but I know if you did this in the states, you would get, you could possibly be arrested. Never mind the fact that you have to. I mean, even if you normally use an ambulance, you have a you have to pay a ridiculously large uh, ambulance bill. But I'm pretty sure that if you did that in the states, they'd arrest you for abuse of emergency services. I think even if you called like a private ambulance company that you may. They may charge, I mean, they're going to charge you, but they're going to, they might, you know, file charges on you for that. Cause yeah, that's, that is abuse of emergency services. You can't use a, a ambulance as an Uber. It's an ambulance, not Uber, not Lyft. I think there's another one of those things around. It doesn't matter. That's not what they are. It's for people who are dying to go to the hospital. Like if your leg is tingling because you just got shot, Fine. You know, if, oh, I needed to visit my friend, you stabbed yourself in the leg. Fine. Maybe you'll have the, the, the little cot next to him in the hospital. But just, nah, dude, call an Uber, fucker. Because the bill is going to be so much worse. So much worse. I know the one time I was in an ambulance, that ambulance bill came back, it was nearly $900. No. It's not worth the ride. Just walk, dude. Something. Hitchhike. I'm not an ambulance. 
All right. Moving from fake illness to fake death. And this one might sound familiar on a, on a different scale. Russian parents fake their own death to help catch the son that hired the hitman. And if this sounds familiar, it's because there was recently a guy in Houston who did the same thing. Faked his death because his wife hired a hitman. So, 22-year-old man from Sochi, Russia. Hey, that's where they did the Winter Olympics last time. Not the current ones that everybody's bitching about. The last ones that everyone was bitching about where the Russians apparently were doping. I say apparently because I really don't want to have retribution from Russia for saying openly that they were doping. Anyway, <laughs> so this guy tried to have his parents killed and his uh, sister so that he could get all of the family inheritance. And I guess once they figured out, like, he'd reached out to a friend or somebody and said, yeah, I'm going to do this. So the friend, being a good person, thank you, friend, went to the police and the police went to the parents. And the parents didn't believe shit until he, the guy basically said, here's where he wants them to fucking kill you. So they did the whole, we're going to fake photos and everything and, and give fake photos to the assassin and show him like, Hey, here's, you know, what it was, what did he say? Uh, he was paying $54,000 for each of the family members. Not a bad chunk of money. I always feel like people are getting shortchanged by when they're like hiring hitmen. Like, it's a big, important job. I feel like a hitman needs to charge, like, a half a million dollars a head. Like, oh, you're charging. And in, 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 in Russian, it's three million rubles. It sounds more impressive in three million rubles when it's 54 grand. Like, it's a luxury car. <laughs> that's it. it. I mean, it's a year's salary for some people. I think that's actually more than I make in a year. But, yeah, that's actually definitely more than I make in a year. But all that aside... I feel like for a job calling, hiring a hitman, 54 grand a head is a little cheap. Maybe that's why I didn't hire, like, you know, an actual professional. He ended up hiring a... He didn't hire a mob guy. He hired somebody who claimed to be a professional who turned out to be a cop. And, of course, and uh, now he's going to prison because he tried to have people killed. I feel bad for his parents and his sister, though. I mean, it's, it's fucked up that people are so selfish that they'll kill their own family members. I mean, it's bad that people are trying to kill anybody, but the fact that you're trying to kill your own family members over money is just fucked up. But now we're getting into the real death. And, and I guess I should put a disclaimer. I am not making fun of this person for dying. This person died. I'm not making fun of them for dying. I'm actually more making fun of the uh, surviving people who don't fucking get it. So. <sighs> YouTuber who claimed veganism and faith cured her cancer. Died of cancer. So. There was a woman who ran a YouTube channel with her niece. And they, I guess this woman was uh, diagnosed with stage four cancer. And she said, God told her that to pray and to do juicing and, and drink like those weird, like alkaline waters and do all these weird fucking new age thingies. 
but basically like being vegan and juicing and and lots of prayer will cure your cancer. And this woman even said she felt like shit doing it. But yeah, she's just like she comes out and's like, I'm healed, my cancer is gone, I can feel it, my my cancer is gone. Not the doctor saying, Yes, your cancer is miraculously gone. It's like, no, I feel it. My faith, God told me that my cancer is gone. And unless you are John Constantine, God is not going to actually tell you your cancer is gone. Your doctor is going to tell you your cancer is gone by doing an MRI or a CT scan or an X-ray or some sort of scan of your internal organs to notice there's no more black chunky stuff in your lungs or wherever the hell your, uh, your cancer might happen to be. But apparently like her niece doesn't get it <laughs> near in the end the woman's like nope this isn't really working i'm gonna die okay and she said uh take down all of the videos and everything because you know this isn't working it was like i i you know i believed that my cancer was going away and i felt that it was healing me prayer inducing are not healing me I should have taken doctor's advice, maybe. Perhaps that would have been a better choice. And, okay, so, uh, she, what started as breast cancer spread into her liver, lungs, and blood, and yeah, at that point, you, there's no turning back. There really isn't. But her niece is saying, oh no, her cancer came back because she started eating meat again. Like, look, bitch, your aunt died because she had cancer and didn't treat it for, for medical reasons. Don't sit there and tell, you know, go out and say that the, that because she started changing, like not following what God said, that she died. She died because she had cancer and she didn't treat it properly. I mean, there are great, there are some ways when you have cancer or you have any sort of major illness that, yeah, changing your diet and improving your lifestyle choices and things can help your quality of living and extend your life. But you're not going to cure stage four breast cancer by going vegan. That's not how cancer works. That's not how the human body works. And as much as, you know, there's mysteries of cancer and, and biology and how the human body manages to heal itself in certain ways, there's some shit we know and that we know that shit doesn't work. And, but yeah, her niece is out there saying, oh no, it's it, because she didn't stick with God's plan that that's why she died. No, she died because she had cancer. This girl needs to wake the fuck up. And, and I feel bad for her family. I feel bad for this woman. And it's not even a faith thing. It's a, I feel bad that she had to die because like, it's, it's, I don't even know. <sighs> yeah. It sucks. I mean, it, it sucks and it's, it's one of those really fucked up things that I wish things like this didn't happen because there are people out there who will, and I'm not going to discredit anybody's faith or anybody's religion, but you should never substitute religion over medicine because you know what? If you want to go this way, God made doctors too. You know, if it's in God's plan, God gave you that doctor. 
The doctor said, we need to do chemotherapy or you need a mastectomy. He didn't say go to the juice bar. So, you know, people should look at things that way. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't, I, I guess I, I honestly only left this in this story in because it tied in with the whole death theme. And now I kind of regret it. I'm sorry. But uh, going from, you know, fake death to actual death to after death, China vows to crack down on funeral strippers. Yeah, this is apparently a thing. Um, and this just really weirded me out. And uh, my wife actually sent me this story. <laughs> so apparently in China, there's a growing thing where it basically people are trying to get more people at their funerals. There are like, like no one went to my funeral. Uh, Boo-hoo. Or your family is like, nobody's coming to this funeral because Davy was an asshole. And... So what do they do to get people to show up to the to the funeral? Hire a stripper. Yeah, they're hiring strippers to entertain at a funeral. And it's, it's I I understand the logic of that. Like we're trying to get down, get people, we're trying to get butts in the seats at the funeral. But I don't think a pole dancer is going to do it. I'm just going to get butts in the seats, but they're not really caring about the funeral. I think that's a little bit more important. Incidentally, uh, it's kind of illegal <laughs> in China uh, because, you know, public perf obscene pornographic vulgar performances, quote, quote, are, are, you know, illegal. They're very, you know, it's, it's kind of those things are restricted to certain places and a funeral parlor is not where you're allowed to have a pole dancer. And so the, the government is actually trying to crack down on this really weird phenomena. But it's just, I guess it's just like they're wanting entertainment, but yeah, <laughs> let's see. Beijing actually banned funeral strippers in 2015. So now it's like black market funeral strippers. <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't. And I had a I had a teacher who said he didn't want like a funeral. He wanted a party. He wanted you to celebrate his life after he was gone. He didn't want people crying at his funeral. That's fine. I understand that. But hiring a stripper for your funeral seems a bit extreme in that regard. But all that aside, Let's continue our little wave from sexy time to death to sexy time with the jackass of the week. Indian state offers free cosmetic breast surgery to the poor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so apparently, I, I can't pronounce this. Tamil Nadu in India, the government are, are tackling poverty by trying to Im 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 improve the living 
quality and the overall temperament of the less fortunate by giving out free boob jobs. <laughs> yeah. So they are offering <clears throat> free cosmetic breast surgery to both poor men and women, um, which are actually funded by their, their, their health department. But the entire, the idea is that these people, it, it, maybe they need reduction. Maybe a woman needs a reduction or maybe a fat guy needs a reduction or maybe a flat chested girl, uh, wants to get a, a pick me up, but they just can't afford it. And it's just, it, it's just so hard on them and it's causing and leads to depression and, and all of, and they just need that confidence boost. So they're doing, it's, it's a public health, uh, uh, aid. They're, they're helping the psychological health of the community by providing, uh, free boob jobs. Yeah. <laughs> And they're, they're even saying, oh, yeah, there are many girls with larger breasts don't like to go out. Maybe in India. And I'm sure in India, a girl with a naturally with a D cup probably could get stoned. I'm just, you know, saying, you know, generalized. There goes my entire audience in India. But yeah, so, oh, you need to get a reduction or. And, and here's the logic flaw I'm seeing. They're saying, okay, a girl with big boobs doesn't want to go out because she's uncomfortable. And a girl with no chest doesn't go out because she has no chest and she needs to get fake boobs so she's confident enough to go out. You're playing both sides of the field here, guys. You are in a badminton match against yourself because... It, you're you're saying that big boobs are are confidence problem and small boobs are a confidence problem and let's just be honest that's true that is true there are girls who get them knocked down and there are girls who get them picked up and it's just a matter of finding a happy medium but i don't think that the government should be giving out free boob jobs for any reason especially when you're trying to do it for public health benefit you could probably be putting that into, I don't know, immunizations, maybe improving the water quality, uh, lots, you know, vaccinations for the poor would be a better use of the funding than fake boobs. <laughs> Whatever the hell, asshole, came up with the idea, and I, I get it. I understand, and again, it's another one of those, I understand the logic, but how this went past frat boy logic to, we're instituting this program where we're giving out free breast surgery, is, is, is beyond me. And apparently this, this place is known for their generosity. They give out free wedding jewelry and, and free wedding venues to the poor and, and, and all this sort of stuff, but those makes, okay, the jewelry doesn't, but like, you know, oh, here's a, you know, we're going to provide a venue for you to get married and things like that. That's nice. It's very generous. But, you know, jewelry and boob jobs are not important for the poor. Really, you should probably focus on, you know, diseases, water quality, 
general cleanliness and, and just improving the environment and the health, the physical health. Because you know what? I don't care how confident you are if you have typhoid. So maybe you should think about treating that first. Maybe you could work on the malaria before you work on the plastic boobies. Alright, I'm going to run a couple of more promos here and we will be right back to share some more about the guests from the Sunshine Summit. Ready to jump? I don't know. Jump where? You know, all up in that pod stuff. Wait, what's a pod stuff? The pod stuff is a weekly podcast hosted by Perry and Lindsay Johnson. Oh, those ones that host Hello Life WTF? That's the ones. Pod stuff is defined as anything to do with podcasting. So, like podcasts? Yes. Uh, interviewing podcasters? Yes. What about reviewing host services? I would assume. Um, industry professionals? Mm-hmm. Equipment? Yep, for sure. Uh, what about more than that? Oh, hell yeah, there's a lot more than that. So you're telling me listeners can tune in and hear not only interviews with their favorite podcasts, but they can also hear from podcast experts? Well, where do I pay for all this? What I'm telling you is all of this is for the low, low price of nothing. Just subscribe and download our weekly show on Podbean or at iTunes, and you will be there. Mm, But wait, what if I am a listener who wants to make a recommendation? Or maybe I'm a podcaster, or I'm a podcast expert, podcast service, or equipment provider. How do I get involved? Well, it's as easy as following at the pod stuff on Twitter and sending a direct message. Or if Twitter's not your game, you can join the group on Facebook at facebook.com backslash groups slash the pod stuff. Or you can email the pod stuff at gmail.com. The pod stuff exists to passionately promote you and things that you love. Man, that sounds awesome. So let me ask you again. Hmm. Are you ready to jump? I'm totally in. You think everyone else will be? I don't know. Why don't we ask them? Hey, listeners. Are Are you you ready ready to to jump? jump? All All up up in in that pod stuff. Dude. Bitch. So this is what our podcast is normally like. Uh, my name is Gareth. I'm Bex. Why did you say it like that? What? Because I didn't realize you were going to leave that in there. <laughs> so I tell you, the mic's live all the time. You're a dick. And you can experience this kind of random shenanigans every week on the other podcast, Gareth's Random Ramblings. You With can find Bex. us. What? With Bex. You get. Fine. <laughs> It's Random Ramblings. You can find us on iTunes or Spreaker, or you can also check out GarethRandomRamblings.space. Because Gareth is too cheap for the dot com. He's just a guy. He loves to ramble randomly across the wire. It's Gareth. Recommended listening. Continuing on with my little series here on the Sunshine Summit. Coming up March 
9th through the 16th, brought to you by Sunshine and Power Cuts, which I have talked about previously, and I'm probably going to talk about a bunch more because guess what? She's been on all these shows. So, <laughs> again, you can get this full list of all of the guests and how to how to tune into this whole shebang at sunshineandpowercuts.com slash sunshine summit 2018 coming up on march 10th that is saturday march 10th at 5 p.m eastern time is chris carlson from the podcasting couch and see on the podcasting couch, he interviews podcasters, musicians, and other general content creators and gets to know their stories, backgrounds, inspirations, and whatever else may happen to come up in the conversation. So this is much more of a traditional interview style show. Again, kind of basically just people who create things in a, in a very general way. Anybody, you know, from musicians to podcasters, whoever. And it, it's a cool show. And I was turned on to this show by Heather from Sunshine and Power Cuts, uh, just talking about, uh, you know, she it was when she had just done an interview there. And so I, of course, because I'm a supportive friend, I listened to that interview. And I listened to, I listened to a lot of new shows very much based on Heather was doing interviews there. And uh, so that's what turned me on to the, or like, kind of clued me into this show. And it's a, it's a good show. And it's interesting because, again, it's a more traditional to sit down interview style show, but again, in the style of a good interview show, it's not okay. Question A, question B. You know, yep. Okay. You know, question, answer, question, answer. It gets very conversational. And, and I like that. And that always makes for a good interview because you, I, I hate those sort of, you know, buy the cards. Here's the answer. Buy the card. Like read the card. Here's the answer. Here, that's garbage. And it, it's, it's a good show. And, it, and the fact that it's all creative people is really kind of a nice, it's, it's something different and that it's, it's not just, Oh, we're interviewing musicians or, Oh, we're, we're interviewing entrepreneurs. We're just, it, it's a variety of people who are creating things. And he just likes to talk to people about what they do, which I like to do, but I, but I, I, I just can't my antisocial kicks in, but <laughs> so yeah, again, uh, Chris is going to be on at 5 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, March 10th. And you can find him at thepodcastingcouch.com. Moving on to Sunday, the 11th of March at 4 p.m. Uh, let me see. What is this name? Oh, it's me. I will be <laughs> on at 4 p.m. on Sunday, the 11th talking to Heather for the first time in a sort of live environment. It's going to be fun. We're, we're both really excited. I don't think I need to tell you about this show. If you've made it this far, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're awesome. If you've made it this far, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So you can catch me on, on there again, 4 PM Eastern and Sunday, the, and I'm, I'm looking at the things and I think somewhere in here, daylight savings time switches. <laughs> so 
Some of them say Eastern Standard Time. Some say Eastern Daylight Time. So I think it actually is on the day where Daylight Savings Time switches. I don't know. I don't have Daylight Savings Time in Arizona. But right after me on Sunday the 11th are Perry and Lindsay Johnson from Hello Life WTF and The Pod Stuff, both of which I've played promos for in this show because what better time than when they're you know, going to be featured for the summit. And I'll probably, I'll end up doing a more formal uh, feature for them later because I intended to feature them at another time. I intended originally to feature them at uh, just ahead of their appearance. And then I decided, you know what? I'm going to talk about everybody, but back to uh, Perry and Lindsay, let's, let's jump on hello life first. Cause I want to give you a little bit on both shows. So, Perry and Lindsay Johnson, married couple. So on Hello Life WTF, they kind of, it, it's very much parenting and relationships and marriage and, and just life and, and, and it's just very much them talking about what's going on in their life. And very similar to what, uh, I do with my wife on occasion for mom and dad cuss. And I believe I could be wrong. I, that they make it, they at least make an attempt to keep it a clean show. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> I think they, they have to, sometimes they have to tag an episode explicit. We just tagged the show. It's built into the title, Mom and Dad Cuss. They try, uh, I think Lindsay calls out Perry all the time if he's, if he swears. So yeah, <laughs> they try and keep it clean, I guess. But it's an interesting show because they really let it out because you hear them arguing. You hear them. They've the first episode of this show that I listened to and they were talking about financial troubles they were having. And I was like listening to this just thinking, wow, this is heavy. Damn, I feel like I, like I was getting choked up listening to them and they were getting choked up and you could tell they were trying not to cry and failing at trying not to cry. And as I've, as I've been listening to the show and uh, getting to know them over this period, and I, I reached out to them after that episode and after, you know, for a while, and I've had some pretty deep conversations with them and, you know, they're, they're really awesome people. And, you know, they're, I would, I would call them at this point, podcast friends that I, you know, if they need something, I really want to help them out. And, so it's really cool. And they're, it's again, they just, they just lay it all out there. And there are some episodes that I've gone back and listened to of Hello Life where I'm, I was just thinking, damn, you guys released this. I wouldn't have even released this. There's one episode where they basically fought for the entire episode and I could only like, wow, this is uncomfortable. I can't believe y'all released this. I wouldn't have released this. <laughs> it was, it was, it was awkward. It was awkward listening to this. I could only imagine being in the room right now. I can't believe you guys got through this with the recording intact again and released it. What the fuck? But that is Hello Life WTF, which you can check out at hellolifewtf.com. And their other show, the pod stuff, which is actually the reason I started listening to Hello Life, is a, a very new show uh, where 
Barry and Lindsay interview people about all things podcasting. And so far, it's just been a, a massive number of podcaster interviews and different hosts. And they've interviewed the first, they went from the guys from semi, that semi intellectual musings to a couple of Phoenix guys uh, from the BSP, the idiot syncrasy files. I need to, I'm probably going to check them onto the list for a future feature, future, feature, future, feature. Say that multiple times when you're sleepy. <laughs> um, and just this week, they, for all of February, they did kind of a, a women's month for uh, February. And so all they were playing all female interviews, including Alyssa Lucas from Best Forevers, which I talked about last week. And this week they talked to, they talked to Heather Welch from Sunshine and Power Cuts. And that was actually because the interviews were done quite a while back. That was where they were introduced to the Sunshine Summit and where they were initially invited to be a part of it. And it was actually from talking with Heather about that interview that I ended up kind of connecting and started listening to the pod stuff and where everything kind of came together with me being part of the Sunshine Summit and connecting again connecting with Perry and Lindsay myself and actually next week on this is like this week she and I, I I I tweeted out that it's funny that they they got two back-to-back episodes with my friends but this week was was Heather from Sunshine and Power Cuts and next week they're actually going to be interviewing Chris the Mole Man from the recently renamed it was previously the Couch Potato Files now it's uh, the Mole Man show he said he felt like the name sounded like it was too much of like a sitting on the couch watching TV kind of show. So he renamed it, but yeah, they, but they do these, they just have these chats about podcasting to podcasters and it, it's, it's, they've got questions, but it's also very conversational. I, and again, when it comes to interviews style stuff, I, I like that conversational nature because it's just more natural and you get to know somebody better. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to, I was, I've been looking forward since I heard she did. I was looking forward to Heather's interview and I'm really looking forward to Chris because his show is very different from everything else and every other show that they've, they've talked about so far. So I'm, I'm curious to hear how that spins listening to the redheaded stepchild of the surprise motherfucker network on the pod stuff. That's going to be interesting. Eventually I will be on this show there. They banked a ton. They probably have four months of, of episodes and then the can already. So it'll be a bit if I ever get into this show, but either way, I will get to listen to them as part of the sunshine summit just after me. And I, and I'm, 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 I, I want to hang late, but I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to overstep my segment in, in, in the show and, and just, I almost want to just hang back and talk to them too throughout the whole day of events. Because again, they're like, I'm my, I'm on at four o'clock and they're on right after me at five, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear more from them outside. And I, and I almost feel like it's, 
it'll be more like an extended episode of WT or like uh, Hello Life for them because that show is so open and so just conversational and just them talking about things very naturally. So it'll be like Heather sitting in on a Hello Life being part of that conversation. So it's it's going to be fun. It's the whole thing is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to uh, Heather's further chatting with them and maybe, maybe getting to chat with them myself. I don't know. Stuff is going their whole life. Everything's going crazy with them right now. So the fact that they're still churning out two podcasts a week is, is quite impressive. I'm not even doing that right now, <laughs> but it's, you can check out the pod stuff at the pod stuff.podbean.com. And again, hello life is at hello life WTF.com. And I'm again, I'm just looking forward to the whole thing. I'm going to try and check out as many of these as I can. Again, a lot of these are later in the day. I may be working or whatever. So it's, it's, you know, work life balance. It's kind of a pain sometimes, but I'm really looking forward to the whole thing. And especially these sort of segments, because the later, the later segments that we're getting into are people I know. And so, you know, I wasn't so familiar with the first few guys. You know, the the shows I, I talked about last week, not as familiar with them, but almost everybody going forward, I know, or are much more familiar with. So it's this where it's really going to get good for me. <laughs> but that is it for the for that bit today. Uh, before I wrap up the show, I do want to give a, a special shout out and thank you. First to uh, Chris from BSP, the Idiot, Idiot Syncrasy Files, he actually reached out to me after uh, two weeks ago from the episode where I was talking about the Hoop Dancing Festival and the Fry Bread and actually uh, recommended a Fry Bread house for us to check out because our last Fry Bread experience wasn't so great. It's kind of far. I'm going to admit it's it's in like near downtown Phoenix. It's actually very close to where the festival was held compared to where I live way out in the boonies. But thank you for that. And I'll probably want to try and check that place out when we get a chance. And to uh, Stephen Jondrew and Stargate Pioneer from Better Podcasting, who had I gotten the show out on time this week, I would have completely missed this. But on their show yesterday, their live show, and I, I don't know if the episode had uh, the podcast has dropped in iTunes yet, but they actually had a big shout out to me and a lot of, they said a lot of really nice things about me from my segment from last week when I featured their show as part of the Sunshine Summit. And so, and, and speaking with, with, uh, Heather last night, because I, especially going around show days and get, as it's getting closer, I like talking to Heather about things and she caught up with and she listened in on that show and I told her I was like for me as much as I do these segments and feature these podcasts and say and and heap a lot of praise on other shows in the end maybe it's just my imposter syndrome showing but I I listen to all these guys and you know I I I I tell you what I like and I tell you how much I appreciate these shows and how much I like them and how much I enjoy what I enjoy about these guys. I mean, any of these, any of the shows I've featured and, but for me, it's, it's weird 
and it's humbling and I get choked up anytime anybody acknowledges it. Because to me, you guys are all the stars. You know, all these people, they're the ones that are out there. They're awesome. They're so much bigger and so much brighter and so much better at this shit than I am. And so for them to like almost get choked up, like listening to them on better podcasting, almost getting choked up about what I said about them or anytime I get a message from Heather or from Emily or from any of the other shows, anytime I feature anybody and they, you know, they say something back or give me a shout out on their show about, you know, what, what I've said about them, even though it's, it's like a lot of times it's a response to me saying something nice and they're just saying, thank you for me. Just hearing somebody mention my name is, is really humbling. And I was like, I, I, I'm just, you know, I'm just here saying how awesome you are. You, I don't need thanks. I don't need any, I don't need any of that. It's great. It's a, it's a hell of a confidence boost, but man, it like my, my heart just like skips every time somebody else acknowledges me. And I guess that's part of why I do it because I, that, that feeling is so awesome to hear, you know, when I know how that it makes, how it makes me feel. And even if, you know, when, when I hear these people, these are people that I, I look up to that I admire for what they've accomplished and what they put together. And so when I hear them acknowledge me, I'm like, I'm not worthy of, of, you know, hearing from you guys. You guys are way above me. I, you know, I'm down here. You know, I'm, 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 you know, idolizing you guys. Wow. Thank you so much for acknowledging, you know, lowly old me. And, but I know how that, that the way that makes me feel, how great I feel when they do that. So, I mean, maybe subconsciously, that's why I keep doing this, why I keep talking about all these other shows, because, you know, if guys like, like SP and, and Steven can get choked up from what I said about them. And they're awesome. They're way above me. Then I can only imagine what somebody maybe closer to my level, somebody who is like one of the small people down here with me, how much better that must be. If even the big guys get choked up, then I can only, you know, imagine it. It's just, it's a good feeling when somebody acknowledges you. I, I, and I totally get that. So that's why I do this. Again, I have to talk through things. I have to sit here and talk through it, but I can't just think it. I have to talk it out and, and think it out loud to, to understand. But it's really, yeah, I think that's why I do it. I, again, I love sharing the things I love and I love, you know, acknowledging those people that do awesome things that I probably will never get to be as awesome as them. So when they say thanks, even when they say thanks, or even like SP saying, you know, that this is a good show next to you, dude, you're, I'm nothing, but you know, not just saying, Hey, come listen to the part where he, you know, heaps praise on us. He's like, you should check out the whole show. I was like, well, damn, that's nice. That really was awesome. And 
so thank you to you guys to uh, everybody and not just to to Stephen and and SP and Heather and and everybody else everybody over the last year since I've been doing this segment since I kind of changed things up um just for kind of giving me you know for the thank yous really and anybody who said anything positive about me because that that's why I keep doing this that is it that's what gives me that go making y'all feel better maybe making you laugh <laughs> I don't know but okay enough sappy shit god damn it uh, remember you can check out all of the past episodes at odddadout.blogspot.com and while you're there click one of those little subscribe links on the top whether you're using Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, Spreaker, Stitcher, whatever your your application of choice. And while you're at it, leave a review if you're so inclined. Five stars would be great, but be honest, I don't like bullshit reviews. But if you're not the review type, just reach out to me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of them at OddDadOut, and tell me what you think, or just say hello. Or just say, screw you, you suck. Whatever the hell you feel like telling me, just tell me something. And until next week, I am still Adam Higgins, the odd dad out. Thank you and good night.